What's up, everybody? I am Travis Kate. And I'm Cartoon Joe. And welcome to another episode of this freaking show. It is the weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. The same weekly podcast is brought to you by CarterComics.com. It's a one-stop shop for all your comic needs, whether it be graded or raw. Carter Comics has got them all. And you can find them at CarterComics.com. Head to their store. Check out all their amazing comics that are available. Fill up your cart. Use the discount code, F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T. That's right, FreakNet. Discount code will save you 10% on your entire purchase at CarterComics.com. And not just at their website, but also on their four different eBay accounts that they own. And you can find every link to all those eBay accounts at the main page of CarterComics.com. Just go to the homepage, scroll to the bottom, click on one of their many eBay accounts, scroll through everything they have, bid, buy outright, negotiate, however you get it. You can use the discount there as well. That's right. You can use FreakNet, F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T, to save 10% on any purchase through their eBay accounts as well. CarterComics.com wants to give you the best deal out there, and the best way to do that is through our discount code FREAKNET, F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T. Let's save you 10% on your purchases, either on their website at CarterComics.com or on their eBay accounts, which you can find right there at CarterComics.com. Nice. I know. I realize that if I just keep rambling and focusing, they actually turn out a lot better. Because realistically, while I was doing that, the fucking neighbor's dogs were barking. I did hear that just like barely. They always do. I didn't realize that that like I didn't recognize that's what it was until right now when you said that. Yeah, yeah, they're always out there barking, and she keeps seems to add more month after month. And I don't know if she's a listener of this show, but if she is, now she realizes how annoyed I'm at, I am at those fucking dogs because now there's five of them, Joe. That's a lot of dogs. There was are only they all. What are they like? Dachshunds or something? Uh they're all different. Oh, Every no. single one of them. Uh, see here. Uh, if I had to guess, uh, one is some kind of, I assume, Chihuahua-type fucking dog. God. One is, uh, uh, I don't know what it is, but it's like a Lopsopsa, but not a Lopsopsa. Uh, I don't know what kind of those dogs those are. Uh, there's another one that I'm not quite sure what it is. Again, like a Lopsopsa, but not a Lopsopsa, but not the one that is like a Lopsopsa, but not a Lopsopsa, so a certain other kind. And then one is what I'm going to assume is going to grow into some kind of fucking hound. <laughs> um, and the other one is what I only can remember as a, uh, I believe they're called St. Bernard's. Oh, dang. Is that the uh, Beethoven dog? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the uh, the hound and the St. Bernard are still pups. Uh, but the fucking hound clearly now has, uh, developed the same barking attitude that the three other dogs fucking have. Mm. And boy, oh boy, do I wish they would fucking die. Oh. I love dogs. Don't get me wrong. I do. I have a dog. But I have the worst luck when it comes to neighbors and dogs. Yeah. And it, it, it's, just, it's just annoying, especially... When those dogs have a, has an access in and out of the house through a doggy door so they can run outside and bark at nothing at three in the morning. Mm. Dude, That's I, the worst. It, it just sucks, you know? And like I said, like, if, if I, I don't, I don't know why she needs fucking five of them. I know that she moved here from the fucking country 
but living in town, you have to have some kind of respect for your fucking neighbors because they don't live an acre or three or five a fucking way. Right. I'm, I'm, my, my, my bedroom window is literally 15, 20 feet at most away from their back, uh, backyard. And it's, it just gives a point. And the thing is, like, I don't want to deal with my fucking neighbors. I don't want to talk to my fucking neighbors. But it's getting to the point where I'm going to have to fucking talk to my fucking neighbor because it just, it just gets fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I know in May, my other neighbor is going to bring that German Shepherd back. And that's going to oh, be a yeah. dog to have to deal with and bark in and nonstop. And I, it, it, it's just a, it's just a fucking headache. And I'm okay being the nice, quiet neighbor that doesn't complain about anything, doesn't bitch about anything, but I can only take so fucking much where now I'm going to be the neighbor that you don't want to live next to because he's just done with the shit. Right. And I've, I've been, in, I've been in my house. This is, this is going on seven and a half years now. And I I never had dog fucking problems the entire time Cooper's been here until up to like last year when the when the fucking German Shepherds showed up and you know last summer or fall when these fucking new dogs showed up and it's like I'm not gonna live you know in a fucking house and not be able to enjoy going outside you know grilling or fucking just sitting on the deck drinking a beer or mowing my yard and have constantly dogs fucking harassing my dog or just making it unbearable to fucking live here. Because I right. will, because eventually I'm going to become that fucking neighbor that constantly just bitches and yells. And I don't want to be that fucking neighbor. I liked my nice, quiet fucking neighborhood before these fucking dogs. It just sucks. I can't let my dog out at 11 o'clock midnight when he has to go out because, oh shit, if I do that and the fucking neighbor dogs hear me around outside and start barking and yelping at him. Yeah. It's, it's stupid. It's like, I, I don't understand. If anyone out there is a fucking dog owner and you have yelping fucking dogs, put a fucking shock collar on them, go to an obedience school to show them how barking shouldn't be a fucking thing. Like, I get that they're trying to bark at fucking strangers coming to the front door, but to bark at fucking nothing is stupid. And if your dogs do that, you're a horrible fucking dog owner. I don't care what you say. Fix your fucking dog. Don't make the whole other, don't make the entire fucking world stress and get pissed because your fucking dogs don't have the adequate ownership to fucking be trained properly. Get your shit together, for God's sakes. Was that your thing? It's gonna be now. <laughs> I took, I took, I took up quite a bit of time bitching about dogs. I, I, I had no intentions on even talking about. Because that's the thing, and as I mentioned, I don't know if I don't know if my fucking neighbors listen to this show, and that's why I never mentioned it until now. But it's just so fucking unbearably annoying when I can't sit at my dining room table, or I can't go outside and have a smoke, or I can't even sit here and do my podcast without knowing. Oh, there's the fucking dogs again, barking at fucking nothing. I don't want to sit here and pray that coyotes come into the backyard, and I, I don't want to. I do it. <laughs> I don't, I just, it just doesn't make fucking sense to me. And I don't want to be the guy who fucking, you know, makes them have an ultimatum on it, you know, before I involve people that don't need to be involved in it. I just, I don't want to. But everything is going so well for me. I don't need this bullshit to ruin what's going to be, I'm hoping, is a great summer to be outside and doing shit. I don't want to work on my backyard and putting down mulch and replanting shit and cutting the grass and everything. I don't have to sit there and worry about 
five dogs running up and down the fence, fucking barking and yelping just because they got to try to prove a fucking point. Leap the fence. I'll kick the shit out of you. I wouldn't give a fuck. Fucking bullshit, dude. <laughs> and I and I don't know. I don't know that 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 costs us the dog lovers, uh, fucking fans, and so be it. Because I do have a dog. <laughs> I love my dog. And to be and the other thing, it's unfair to fucking Cooper because for some reason Cooper doesn't like these dogs. He'll he'll bark at the fucking German Shepherd. He'll go up nose to nose to the fence, barking and growling at the fucking German Shepherd. When it comes to these fucking ankle ankle biters on the other side of the fucking uh, yard, oh no, he won't go over there. So now he's secluded to one half of his fucking yard, and that half uh, of the yard is going to be a fucking have a German Shepherd on the side of it come May. Poor Coop. So now, so now I'm going to just go. I'm not, I'm going to get home from fucking work, be exhausted and tired. Open the back door. He's going to run out. There's going to be a German Shepherd outside. That Coop and him are going to yell and bark at each other, and that German Shepherd is going to try to crawl underneath the fucking fence. And everything because you can't leave my dog alone. And on the other side, I'm gonna have five other fucking dogs barking at this interaction and shit. I, I can't fucking win. And I'd love to put a fence up, but that involves fucking money. Right. I just, I just, I just, I just want to be happy, Joe. Why can't I just be happy? I'm not miserable. I'm just really, really bothered the fact that my neighbors have no sense of respect for my fucking dog. Or my fucking property. When when there's a hole in the fucking fence that dogs run through and start screwing around my backyard and the neighbor thinks that's okay to do, it's fucking disrespectful to me. And I think that's absolutely stupid. He said, like, oh, it looks like my dog raids your backyard, their backyard. No, they fucking didn't. Patch that fucking hole. Or when the German Shepherd crawls underneath the fucking fence. Let them run around for a bit before they finally get him again. No. That's not how this shit works. My my yard has a fence for a reason. Private property is private property. I'm not I don't run a fucking dog park. I don't get how these fucking people surrounding me think it's okay to do that unless it's because I haven't said anything before. Maybe I am it. too nice. Maybe I'm too nice of a fucking neighbor. Maybe. But I need to do something because clearly me being the nice neighbor isn't I didn't fit me in anyway, because here I am, seven minutes into this fucking rant about stupid-ass fucking dogs who somehow I haven't heard bark since I started yelling about this shit. <laughs> I do know that one time I did have a bad day at work, and I came home, Cooper's running outside, and so I just leave the door open so whenever he's done, he can run back in and shit, so I can sit there and, you know, work on my computer or whatever, and they're out there barking, barking, barking until... One day I get up, shook the little dog, the, the dog treat container I have, and that's when Cooper knows to come inside. And I just yelled out the door, shut up! And it stopped. Hmm. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe I just need to yell at these fucking dogs. Maybe. She, she has to know that I'm not fucking happy. She has to have some fucking idea. She has to, she has to have some idea that at three in the morning, Three dogs out there barking, one learning to bark, and the other one's still quite fucking quiet because it's a pup, but three and a half fucking dogs barking at three in the morning isn't a good thing. I'm sure people aren't happy about it. Right. I remember I, I remember my uh, my ring doorbell going off on my phone while I was at work one day, and I saw her dog running around my front yard because somehow they got out of the house, all the dogs, out of the fucking house, and all I kept thinking about running to the street. Yep. Oh, gosh. And I, I love you- I, I do feel like, you know, as as a if, if you're going to be a responsible dog owner, you can't let your dogs just run wild. No, 
Absolutely. That's not acceptable. It's not good for the dogs. It's not good for you if the dog gets out. It's not good for the neighborhood. No. I don't know. I'm also not an I think outside cats are bad too. Just to be clear. I'm I'm but, fine with I'm fine with the outside like, okay. When you I, say like out, in terms of like just responsible pet ownership. Like when you but okay, but if you have, have a pet, keep it inside. That's what it's for. Do you rope in like barn cats as outside cats or are barn cats an exception? Barn cats might be an exception. I don't have a lot of experience with them. So, so uh, I mean, down here in any country, a barn cat is basically a cat that's raised outside. It's raised yeah. in a barn. Because like a working to, cat is different. Like right, right. Yeah, to chase mice and stuff like that to keep yeah. keep certain animals and stuff out of the uh, out of the barn. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I, to me, if you have if you have a domestic cat, an indoor cat, stay indoors. Yeah. That's um, what, uh, my wife and I were just talking about this. One of her friends. Uh, has a stray cat that, um, the, the cat is like, uh, fell in love with her kid and then fell in love with her husband and is now their cat, but they still let it be outside. And it, they just found out that it's going to have a, a litter of kittens next week, like probably five or six kittens. And they're like, what are we going to do with five or six kittens? And they still plan to let this cat just be outside. And I just want to be like, look, there's a reason house cat has those first five letters on it. <laughs> you yep. know, so like yeah. barn cats, I guess barn cat would be different because like you, it's it's a job, it's a mouser, it's doing a thing, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah so it's like it, it's just it's just one of the things where I just I know, I know she has to have some kind of common sense. Like I said, I, I'm sure it's different on the country. If you know, if you have a fenced in like part of your yard and your dogs run out at three in the morning barking and. The nearest house is a quarter or even an eighth of a mile away and shit like that. Like yeah. I said, I'm I'm 15 fucking feet away from these guy from this goddamn fucking backyard, you know. And I gotta work in the fucking morning. It's hard enough for me to try to go to bed as it is, you know. I don't need to be, you know, woke up in the middle of the night to take a leak just to have the fucking dogs out there barking at God knows what, you know. It it, it it's 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 just it's stupid shit like that and. Like to me, I don't think it's that hard to be a fucking neighbor. I really no, don't. You know, super I, easy. And I know I'm not. And I could, I could sit here and say that there are things that I do that makes me a not so great neighbor. Uh, I well, bef- I'm gonna say a couple years ago, not last year, because I had uh, I, I had a lawnmower service uh, take care of my yard while I was doing all those sicko shifts and all that stuff. But like years before, like there'd be a few weeks before I cut my yard again. Just because I was lazier and I was just more exhausted, so my yard did look like shit. I mean, I, you know, and I, 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 you know, I understand that the neighborhood wants to, you know, look nice and everything, and I should keep my yard cut. And I accepted that, and I got a lot better towards the end of two years ago. Until last year, I had a, a lawn mowing service. This year, I'm going to commit to doing it myself because I know, I know, I'm going to get home by five or five thirty every single day. Daylight savings time is this coming Sunday, and. um the, I, I, I think it's never going away. So I'm always going to have that daylight from like 5.30 to like 8.30 to get my yard done. We don't record. I don't do anything on Wednesday. So Wednesday's my lawn mowing day. Get done and everything. And it's just like, but like realistically, like Cooper never gets out of the yard. He's probably got out maybe, maybe about, I want to say five, six times in the eight years I've had him. Right. Um, but he he doesn't he, he's not an aggressive dog unless he comes across another aggressive dog. 
point, be a German Shepherd. Uh, he sees other dogs walking around, and then, and he, he, he's a good fucking dog. Doesn't bark. Yeah. Again, the only, time bark, yep, the only time he barks is that either the German Shepherd or when I'm leaving. But he's not right. a nuisance. He's not a nuisance to the neighborhood and whatsoever. For some reason, it seems like the only two people with the pain in the ass fucking dogs are the dogs that happen to live on both sides of my house. Mm-hmm. Um, and up, you know, for the first seven years, I had no problems whatsoever. And then all of a sudden, this shit happens. And I don't want to spend the whole time talking about dogs and shit like that. And, um, I don't know a lot about neighbor etiquette, but it, Joe, you got neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had a neighbor that caused problems for you? Nope. Well, I take that back. I did have when when I lived in Rogers Park, uh, the the neighbor we had across the hallway, um, they had a a teenage daughter who, um, the way that I put it nicely is was learning how to be independent. A mm. uh, lot of screaming matches between uh, between dad and daughter and gotcha. sometimes mom, and it'd be all hours of the day and night. Um, now, luckily, our bedroom was on the opposite side uh, from the hallway and stuff, yeah. but it, it doesn't – the walls were paper thin. So you, yeah, you could hear everything most of the time. Yeah. Well, and it's like it's, it's like when I was living in the apartment before I bought this house. Like when I first moved in, I had neighbors that were, you know, below me were great. There was four units in the place, and everyone was great. Um I can't remember who the there was a lady who lived below me, um, and I only talked to her like maybe like a couple of times. I think she was only there six months. No, how long was I living in the apartment for? Three years. So I think she was there for like the first two years, and I only saw her like a couple of times. I think most of the time, uh, I know the first time we had a discussion, uh, she wasn't happy of where I was parking my truck in the uh, in the parking in the in the parking oh, yeah. lot. Like, I remember this. And, uh, it was like, there was four units. One unit had the garage and the other three units shared six, uh, parking spots. And since I was unit whatever, I had the first two on the very end. And then she was right next to those two. And so, and then the last one had the last two at the end. And, uh, yeah, I guess I, where I, where my parking spots were, uh, her boyfriend used to park there all the time when he came to visit and, uh, she had a conversation with me because I parked right in the fucking middle of my two spots. And she didn't think that was right or whatever that. And I, I sat there and I explained to him, listen, they're my, they're my spots. I don't have any guests and everything. Um, so I don't see what the problem is, you know? Like, there's just, there's, there right, shouldn't I'm be a problem for them. Yeah, yeah, and her boyfriend understood. I mean, he, he was a decent guy. He got his, like, he's like, it's not a big deal. It's his parking spots. You know, I'll just park, you know, the one spot over and everything. Um, but after she moved, I got stuck with the the horrible fucking neighbors below, and it was a sweet fucking uh, girl, but her boyfriend was a complete piece of shit. Uh, and uh, I'm I, I know there's fucking drugs. I know there was fucking drugs involved in some aspect. I remember I think I, I remember telling this story that uh, I ordered like uh, monocles or some kind of pizza place or some shit, and they rang the wrong doorbell, and the fucking where the front door is is where the back doors were. And I was on the second level. They were on the level below us, the first level. And dude fucking, like, opens up the door and starts yelling and screaming at him and shit like that. And this was at, like, 3 in the fucking afternoon. What? So it's not like it was late at night or anything. It was 3 in the fucking afternoon on, like, a Sunday or some shit. 
Um, and I apologize to the dude and everything, but there was one day where I was leaving for work. It was like seven in the morning and dude's car whips out of the street into the fucking drive into the parking spot right next to me. And you can see uh, the, the, uh, the apartment, the, the tenant in the passenger seat crying as her boyfriend's in the driver's seat screaming at him. As uh, his buddy is sitting behind him telling him to calm down as her friend sitting behind her telling him to quit yelling at her. And I'm like, who has this much energy at seven in the fucking morning? <laughs> right. I'm just like, holy fuck. And I know the cops have been called a few times, but it's just like, it, it's like, it's one of the things where like, you know what? Maybe at a certain point, once I get annoyed with the fucking neighbors, I got to think of some kind of fucking alternatives. But the thing is, I don't want to move. I like my house. I like my neighborhood. I love my town. Right. You know, I don't want to be pushed out because fucking shitbag dogs. But I don't know how long they're going to fucking live for. I don't mean I, I keep praying for the coyotes. <laughs> I, just, I just don't know. I need to just get some earplugs or something. No. <laughs> Fuck No. It is, no, no, I, I ain't gonna do that. It's not, it's just, the, the biggest problem is just, uh, the, the constant barking at nothing. That's in the middle of the fucking night. All she has to do is just lock that fucking door up at the end of the night. You know, like when, when there's a, when, when, when there's an ordinance in town that says between 10 p.m. and 7 a.m., there's, there's a noise ordinance. At 10 p.m., latch the fucking door. At 7 a.m., open it back up. I'm up at fucking 5, 5, 6 in the morning every single day anyways. I don't go to bed till 10, 11 o'clock. And you know what? If they're outside barking, whatever, throughout the day, so be it. Oh, yeah. But it's just like, it's, just, it's, it's, the, it's the after hour trying to sleep, waking up, taking leave, trying to go back to bed, and they're out there barking at God knows fucking what just for the sheer fucking idea of just barking at fucking something. It's like motherfuckers. And honestly, it probably wouldn't even bother me as much if I was working out in the yard. Because if I was working out in the yard, I'd have fucking my beats by Dre in my fucking head, playing fucking music, drowning them out, mowing the yard, drowning them out. If I was barbecuing, I'd just fucking play my music, drown them out. Uh, Cooper doesn't go up to the, to the fucking fence and get aggressive. It's, I know it's going to be the German Shepherd on the other side that's going to cause a lot of fucking problems. Mm-hmm. Um, I just... Uh, I, I just feel that there's like a, it's a no win situation for me. And like I said, I would love to fucking get a fence. It's just goddamn, it's so fucking expensive. Yeah. And I know, I know the neighbor next door. I know he's gonna. He said he was gonna put up a fence to divide his fence, uh, his his yard from my walk or yard because he already put the 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 couple sides up. The only thing he has left is the part between my yard and his yard. And as soon as that goes up, then everything's gonna be fucking gravy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll still hear the dog bark because I know he'll know we'll be out there and shit. But I mean, until that happens and everything, I gotta make sure I watch Cooper in the backyard that the German Shepherd doesn't crawl underneath the fucking fence. Because that's happened a couple of times, and they—I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't. I wish I knew how dogs think or the idea of what dogs have, because they will fucking bark at each other through the fence aggressively, hair standing up on back, fucking aggressively. But as soon as that German Shepherd comes into my yard, they'll nip slightly at each other and then kind of run away from each other and run back at each other and run away from each other. Like, they're not, it doesn't develop a dog fight in any fucking way. 
Right, like they're playing. Yeah, it, make, it makes no fucking sense. Like, why do you guys sound like you want to tear each other apart so fucking badly? But the moment you get next to each other, it's a quick nip, a yelp, a runaway, a, you know, a quick nip, yelp, runaway. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> it makes no fucking sense. Oh, man. Anywho, um, that's enough about dogs. I got to talk about dogs the entire time. Do you have a get your shit together uh, story <laughs> or uh, not story, but a uh, um, uh, topic for this week? Oh man, I had. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I I was thinking about. Um, uh, so we had Clint on at the beginning of the season. We did, and we talked about ADHD and stuff. And one of the things that I feel like people are just not aware of is um, there's a huge shortage of ADHD meds, and. Um, and and the thing is, is that it's not because we can't meet like like we could produce enough medicine for everyone with ADHD to have it. Mm-hmm. But some people are so afraid of the idea of somebody selling Adderall or giving Adderall to somebody who doesn't need it or or whatever that the DEA um, has restricted it, has restricted production. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And. Um, you're welcome. Oh yeah, uh, my Maddie just brought me some some tea. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, I too am drinking tea. Mm-hmm. But mine's Lipton black tea. I'm assuming you're like a chamomile or a hibiscus. Yeah, I think right? it's a. I'm not. I'm gonna check. Is it a chamomile mint? Yeah, chamomile mint. Mm. Can I can I guess loose leaf tea? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So sure it's not is, like sure it doesn't come in a pouch. You guys have your own steeper or steeper. Yeah, yeah, she actually got, I don't know if she used it, but uh, she got a bunch of, um, I don't know what they're called, but yeah, uh, tea strainer things that you... I think they're called steepers. What do you call it, Maddie? Tea balls, I guess. Steepers, tea, yeah. tea balls, like tea like balls. the like the Little League baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but shaped like, uh, I think one's shaped like a butterfly, one's shaped like a teapot, uh, one's okay. a heart, one's a flower. Uh, not not to get too far away from your your topic, but I need to know more about these uh, these things you're talking about here. Are they uh, are they like the balls around the end of the chain that you kind of like with a tea bag, or is it like those those ones I've seen where you kind of clip it to the side of a cup? Um, it's on a chain like you would yep. with a normal tea bag, but uh, it has like a little charm on the end that you hang on the outside of your cup. It doesn't clip, but it it hangs. So like the the flower one has a little bee. Um, I forget the others. They're all themed to each other for the most part. Gotcha. Now, how long? How long does she? Uh, is it called seep or steep? Is there a T in there? Steep. Yeah, with a T. Steep. How long does How long does she let the uh, the the, uh, the tea leaves steep in the hot water? Um, it varies from tea to tea. I believe this one is a five minute steep. Gotcha. Time. So, if like a more robust uh, tea. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, and I I think also the the it just takes a while for the flavor to seep out of whatever it's in gotcha see what i like to do is is uh i have a i have a one gallon uh pitcher a plastic pitcher and uh, i'll top that bitch off with some fucking ice mm-hmm. and uh, i'll grab a uh what is it? i want to say i don't think it's four quarts i want to say maybe a two quart saucepan fill it with water mm-hmm. let the uh water boil and shit that no, maybe yeah no it's only gotta be two quarts it's not that big 
let the water boil, whatever. As soon as it gets to a boil, I shut the water off and I throw about five to seven tea bags in that thing. Let it sit there for about five minutes. Nice. And I pour that hot tea into the fucking jug with ice and shit. And let it sit there until uh, most of the ice melts. Nice. Uh, sometimes I do it right before I go to bed, so I'll just throw that thing into the fridge. And what's amazing is when you fucking wake up and everything, you just pull it out, give it a quick shake. There's still ice and shit in it. Uh, the best. It's so fucking good. And it's so convenient. And I, like I said, like, I, I would love to be a tea steep guy, but I, mm-hmm. I that, that's a whole class I'm not quite ready for. I, that's one of the things, like, when you do shit like that, like, you have, like, a, a will cemetery mm-hmm. plot set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you take your your vehicle in for routine maintenances. Uh, maybe you know when you walk around the house, like after you get home from work, you you do have a pair of slippers on and potentially you know pajama pants. <laughs> uh, where where you have at least two boxes of brand style uh, cereal. I'm not quite there. Nice. I have none of those things. Other like than I do, I do take my vehicle in for routine maintenance, but that's it. Are you guys, you don't have a will? No, I need to make one. I really need to make one. Yeah. I, I, in my mind, like, I, I guess here's the thing. I don't think I need to make a will, but I know I should make a will. Yeah. Just because, like, I realistically, I know there's nothing in my house that my family's going to keep. Um, right. Like, there's odd and end things, like, where I just, like, hey, you know, when I die, you know, anyone take what they want to take, and, like, I don't think I need to make a will where it says, I leave Joe my Yeti microphone. Right. You know, and, but the only thing I have of value in this entire fucking house is probably my fucking WWE Funko Pop collection. Right. But I don't know who wants 200 fucking Funko Pops, which I think I am at 200 by now. Are you really? Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe it's over exaggeration. I'll have to count nice. one day. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, just I, I, just, I just know like when when I die, uh, with my life insurance and stuff through work, half of it goes to mom, half of it goes to my dad. So half of it goes to mom and Carl, half of it goes to my dad. Right. Um, and I just flat out told him like, listen, just uh. You know, make sure my my debt's wiped clean because I I I took out three times the amount of life insurance based on my debt right now. So, uh, nah, yeah, it's about three times. So, uh, man, maybe not that much. Yeah, I'm not even sure I have life insurance. To be honest with you, that's another thing I gotta take care of. <laughs> well, I know when my mom, uh, I know when we were born, they had like this Gerber life insurance thing for babies. Yeah. That uh, it's only like ten thousand dollars, and you can keep it. And, you know, you, you just you just have it. Uh, right. So I I still have it. I I've had the same ten thousand dollar life insurance policy since I was uh uh you know a baby. A, a nice. Doesn't uh, the commercial doesn't it say it doubles when you turn eighteen or something? Maybe I don't know. I I've never seen a piece of paper about it. I just know that money gets taken out of my account for it. Gotcha. But it's, I, I, I really don't know. I should look into that. I should ask mom where you know where those fucking documents are because I'm assuming they send fucking paperwork or something for it. You think? But, but uh, so my 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 company they have uh, they have life insurance that is twice your salary. Uh, I got that plus an additional life insurance that's twice my salary. Um, and then they have an accidental death and dismemberment, which is if you die at work, you get an additional twice your salary. So if I die at home, 
I get four times what my salary, my annual salary is, but if I die at work, it's like six times or however how that fucking plays out. So it's a it's it's a decent amount of money. My 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 bills can be paid off with a third of that. Yeah. And there'll be enough left. And I told him like, listen, just pay off what you can of my shit. You know, you you know, you want to pay off the house or sell the house, whatever you want to do. Everything inside it could be sold or garbage. Don't care. I'm dead. I don't need any of it anymore. Uh, do what you want with any of it. Uh, and then just whatever nieces and nephews I happen to have. Uh-huh. College, whatever. Don't care. Right. <coughs> oh, look for the future of the kids and stuff. Yeah. So. Nice. Which right now there's only three. So, uh, it's, uh, I mean, I don't think it'll put them through very, uh, many, many schools, but, uh, yeah, it's a start. But uh, well, you know, hopefully by the time they're they're ready to go to school, it's all like free and shit. Well, hopefully by like the time every other, uh, like every other country does. Yeah, hopefully by the time they go to fucking college and shit, uh, their parents uh, save their own fucking college fund. Well, yeah, that too. But um, yeah, um, also, uh, and I, I do have a cemetery plot. My dad bought us all cemetery plots, but those are out in the fucking middle of bumfuck Egypt, and uh, I don't want to be buried out there in the middle of nowhere. Mm. Uh, so, I, I do know I gotta put a world together, and I do know I gotta get cemetery plots, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm surprised, I figured that's something, I mean, you and you and your wife seem like the kind of, uh, hey, we need to get our, you know, our, our lives in order just in case something does happen. You guys seem very yep. pre-planned kind of people. Oh, yeah, yeah, we are. Uh, but any, so like, um, and this is, this is the thing I actually think about a lot because, uh, it, like as a pastor, um, like we talk about it, um, yeah. not, not Maddie and I, but like within the profession. And mm-hmm. so like, I, I came home from a, a meeting one time. And I was like, Hey, we need to do this. And she was like, ah, I'm not ready to deal with that. We were like, we had maybe been married for, for, um, like a year at that point. And she was just like, no, we're, we've been married a year. I'm not ready to yeah. talk about that. And, uh, lately I've brought it up a couple of times and she's like, yeah, you're right. We do need to do that. I've been thinking about it. And I'm like, okay, but like, we need to make time to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, cause my, uh, so like I had a congregant die about a month ago, uh, 102 years old did not have a will. Yeah. Yeah. That shit ends up going to the government. Yeah. Well, it goes into like probate and stuff and. Yeah. They got to figure out everything and then, you know, and so like we still haven't, and not that I'm like worried about it. I I think no. her grandsons are trustworthy and um, mm-hmm. she did tell them to like, you know, there's a certain amount that wants, she wants, wanted donated to the church and stuff. And, um, but yeah, they're just like, yeah, we're still sorting things out. So I'm like, okay, well, I don't care. Just let me know. Yeah. What, 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 what's your, what is your opinion on uh, life insurance? I know that there are some people who think it's a scam, but. What's your opinion on it? I, I don't I honestly don't know. I think it's good to have yeah. at least enough to cover like your funeral costs. Mm-hmm. Cuz funerals are friggin' expensive. Like unnecessarily expensive. Yeah. I I always saw it as like like you know you base you base what you so your idea of uh life insurance would be based on uh your lifestyle that you lived. Like if um if right. you were the if you're the sole breadwinner of the house and you had like a, a, a um a, a stay at home wife yeah. with like three kids you're the breadwinner and mm-hmm. you die they all of a sudden their their whole lives change cuz i got a woman you know a wife who let's say never had a job for 10 years yeah 
Now and she it's hard to, to get a job if you haven't worked in 10 years. Yeah. You know, now you got to provide for three kids and pay a mortgage yep. and all that other stuff. It's like, you know, it's like, I think those, you know, definitely 100%. I think that's important I, to have, yeah. Yeah. Especially think, if you have kids. If you just, I think if it's just you and another person, it's sort of like, yeah, it's nice, but I, you know, I'm not like champing at the bit for it. No. I, and I also thought like, I also feel that, especially for like, let's say single people, like for me. My whole thing was like, I would have been fine just having half of what my life insurance was. I mean, like I even had like just just the basic individual, you know, the the one life insurance, the the one that we get when we get hired on. I know that I would have been fine with just that. It would have covered, it would have covered my debt, including the house, and it would have covered for a decent funeral. Um, but I'm just like you know, realistically, like if if I could look at it. And I guess I could throw numbers out there. It doesn't matter. So it's $160,000 life insurance policy. Yeah. If I could get that and it only costs me $48 a year. That's not bad. You know, I was like, why the fuck not? You know, yeah. it's, you know, That's it's nothing. Like, like yeah. uh, maybe a little bit more. Maybe it's, maybe it's 72, but I, I know it's no more okay. than a hundred. It's no more than a yeah. hundred dollars a year to have an additional $160,000 coverage. Right. I mean, you're talking like $2 a week. Yeah, so it's it's just one of the things where like you know if if it was someone like hey listen we give you a hundred thousand dollar life insurance policy it's just gonna cost you a hundred dollars a month I'm like nah I can't do fucking that but if somebody says we give you a hundred sixty thousand dollar life insurance policy it's gonna cost you you know seventy two dollars a year and it's like well yeah I'd be stupid not to do that yeah shit. absolutely because I said because then it guarantees me one hundred percent that any amount of debt I have will be wiped clean. And it's something that, you know, my dad could use, that my mom, you know, and Carl could use. You know, they could give, as I said, like, you guys could give it to the kids for college or whatever it is. Yeah. And obviously you get the whole spiel from your parents, like, well, I'm going to go before you. You just don't know. Yeah, it's better It's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Exactly. And the cool thing is, so, like, with term life insurance, you can um, – if you're if you're approaching the end of the policy and you've never – obviously you've never needed it. Um, so most term life insurance ends after like 20 years or when you turn 72 or mm-hmm. things like that. So like if you're going to be 72 and you still have your term life insurance and it's about to expire, you can actually get a chunk of that money back um, to use for like uh, whatever you want because it's your money. Yeah. Um, and then also like uh, with whole life insurance, it's way more expensive uh, on the front end, but you can actually like, you can borrow against the policy. Um, and like, this is how like rich people get rich and stay rich is they, they build these massive life insurance policies with whole life insurance mm-hmm. and they basically use it as a family bank and they're like borrow against it and shit. And then like they die and the life insurance policy covers itself. <laughs> and so you don't have to pay it back because you already you already pay, you, it paid itself when you died. That's insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, like, I, I think about that a lot. I'm like, ah, oh, man. Sometimes I wish I had the kind of money to do shit like that because that would be that. See, it just seems it's stupid, but it's smart. You know what I mean? You know, it's stupid because it, it, that's that the world shouldn't work that way. But it's smart because, like, you might as well take advantage of the loopholes that the rich have made. Yeah. I think I think it's weird that uh, every time I talk about like what if I won the lottery, it's always about spending the money, right? It's never like what am I going to do with it for the future? Like in my mind, it's like oh, you know, if I ever won one of those big lotteries, I'm going to open up Freaknet Studios. I'm going to hire everyone on at a salary, and yeah, 
You know, it's like it's like okay, that's all well and good, but like let let's say let's let's say I I won I don't know, let's say the fucking billion dollar one. You know, and I ended yeah. up with well, I think what I think dude ended up with like three hundred and eighty million dollars or four hundred million dollars after all that and shit. Mm-hmm. It's like for four hundred million fucking dollars, I could take a run at this freaking out studio thing for a for a decent amount of fucking time. Yep. Um and I thought to myself about that, I was like, okay, so if I if I if I win this fucking lottery and I win this money and I open up freaking out studios, the thing is if I hire, let's say you, Derek, you know, all these people onto it, I become financially, uh, you know, uh, responsible for you guys. Right. So it's not like I can do like this for a year. Like, okay, you know, this isn't working. Fuck it. It's it's gonna have to be a commitment. Right. Um, and that, that, that's a big financial fucking uh, you know, challenge. But I guess realistically, I could probably do it for about ten years before I even see a dent in my fucking money. Oh, absolutely. And at four hundred million dollars, you at so like. On average, the market appreciates at about uh, historically about ten percent. Mm-hmm. So at at four hundred million dollars every year. Uh, the, so the first I shouldn't even say every year because that's it's going to grow every year. So the first yeah. year you're going to make about forty million dollars on your investment, yeah. uh, and then another year after that it'll be forty four million that you make, and mm-hmm. and so on and so forth because it's it's compound interest, right? And yeah. so, like, if you and 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 you would have to spend it at an insane rate. I actually have done the math on it. Um, you can take at 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 a, at whatever that um, amount was. Uh, I, I think it was I think it was about four hundred fifty million dollars if you took the lump sum. Yeah, it was uh, somewhere around like after all the taxes and what the lottery yeah. took out with the state and yeah, all that goofy shit. You can take out I think around seven and a half million dollars a month and still be a billionaire. In 25 years. God, it's insane. It's insane. And that's, and that's at a conservative 6% interest rate rather than yeah. the, the historic 10% that the stock market appreciates at. Yeah. Well, and, that, and that's just, that's one of the things I don't fucking get. And it, you know what? I've had this similar conversation on different topics. It's like, okay, I get that when people say it's like, oh, the lottery's up to 1900 million fucking dollars. Right. It sounds, it sounds a lot better. Than saying the lottery is at the number you're going to get when you're done, right? But it's just like it's like realistic when people you know you sit there and tell people like oh you're you're about to win nineteen hundred million dollars but wait the lottery has to take their share and then you got to do your state taxes and then you got to do your federal taxes so yeah your nineteen hundred million dollar winnings well now that dwindles down to like three hundred and ninety million dollars which is great three hundred ninety fucking three million dollars is fucking incredible. Right. But but to sit there and think to yourself like, okay, I get three hundred and ninety million dollars, but you're getting five hundred and ten million dollars. Right. And you never really hear where that fucking money goes. Schools and roads. It it blows my fucking mind. And that's the thing too. You could clearly see that no one in Illinois ever fucking wins the lottery because we've seen our schools and we've seen our roads. Right. Yeah. It's just, it, it's just, it's just weird, but it's like one of the things where I was like, I would love to, you know, if I won the lottery, freaking the studios, I hire everyone on, we'd build our own fucking building, we'd have, uh, the video content room and the audio content room, and, uh, you know, we'd, we'd have our own fucking offices, and, well, you and I would have our big ass offices, everyone else could be in cubicles because freaking the studios are a thing, but then we bring people on, we, you know, 
we start buying up fucking other podcasters and shit like that, you know, and just start growing like, you know, and like the small, you know, like not the big ones. Like there's no way I can offer Joe Rogan fucking money. Right. But you know, it's just like, if we can find a way to fucking make like, Hey, listen, let's get enough podcasts where we can dump a fucking podcast a week and just say, fuck it, you know, babes of lore, GCR, you know, whatever. And, you know, just make these content or not GCR, but Geekcast Live. Right. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. Stuff like that. Understand. You know, and then we can fucking start looking at like, you know, huge fucking, uh, you know, guests, fly them in, put them up in hotels, do the interviews and shit like that. After like 10 years, by 10 years, we're fucking huge. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I could definitely invest in shit like that, but that, that'd be the fun part of it. Then you got to look at the other shit like, cool, okay, so you develop free nest students and everything, all of a sudden, boom, fucking dead. What happens to all that stuff? That's the right. shit I never thought. That's the shit I never thought yeah. about. And well, and, uh, like if you have if you have that kind of money, that's when you have to think about it. Yeah, it's like okay, so you got like who gets the fucking money, you know, as a lump sum, and and that shit you have to be meticulous about because the government's still trying to fucking pull that money fucking from you and everything. Oh yeah, um, you're gonna get taxed on your capital uh, capital yep. gains after. It, well, and it's and it's a higher amount if you take it like, before a year passes versus after a year passes and. Yeah, and, and I was trying to figure out too because I know I know at least in the state of Illinois, and every state is different. But I know the state of Illinois, like you could give away, I think like fifteen thousand dollars a year tax free to somebody. Yep. But you can't you can't go you can't exceed. I want to say it's like eleven million dollars in a lifetime. Yeah, I think they increased it to fifteen million uh, yeah. last year. But yeah. Yeah. So. I was talking. I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, Diana. Uh, she used to be a coworker with me, and we were always talking about, like, you know, if, again, this was when that billion dollar lottery happened, in, like twenty sixteen, I think. Mm-hmm. And she was asking, like, well, you know, like, what would I do with the money if I won? I was like, I don't really know. And she's like, she's like, well, you could give it to, like, you know, you know, you could help out, you know, like, you know, your mom and Carl and your dad and your sisters and your brothers and stuff. I'm like, I yeah, I would definitely love to. But here's the thing, like, I want to be able to help them without having this shit being taxed. So I told him like, well, maybe what I could do is, is I'll just open up a different fucking bank account and put their fucking name on an individual bank account. Right. And she's like, she's like, yeah, but I mean like that way she's like, but you'll be kind of like monitoring the money. I'm like, I mean, not really. I mean, my, there'll be my accounts. It'll just, you know, I'll have like Sherry's name on, you know, Sherry and Alan on this one, Nick on this one, Ashley on this one, mom on this, you know, mom and Carl on this one. Right. Joey and Matt, you know, uh, Mike, you know, whatever, you know, just, you know, she's like, yeah, well, and then they use the money for whatever they want. I'm like, I mean, I, I would want them to be responsible about the money they're using. But, yeah, I mean, like, they, everyone will get, you know, parents will get a certain share, siblings will get a certain share, you know. Yeah. And I'll put the money in the bank, and then the money just sits there. Use it for what you want. Yeah. You know, I would just want you to be smart about using it and everything. And she's like, well, you know, we got, you know, like, you know, micromanaged, you know, what to use the money for. I'm like, I think I have certain siblings who will piss that money away on stupid shit. And I wouldn't, you know, be cool with them doing it, but same thing I said, it's a gift to them. They can use it for what they want. I just want them to be responsible. Cause I say, like, I'm giving each sibling, you know, 10 million fucking dollars. Right. I would love for them to build a life for themselves. You know, I don't want them to go out and, Spending on fucking fancy cars and trips around the world, and you know, all of a sudden they come back, they got three hundred thousand dollars left, and they have no place to fucking I live. Even, I can't even fathom spending enough to uh, taking ten million and having 
three hundred thousand laps. Right. I mean, yeah, and that's the thing, and that's and that's what I was trying to explain to her. Is like, it's like I want them to live and enjoy life. I just don't want them to squander it away. Yeah. You know, it's like, and and I, I, I know. I've, I figured out I I to retire right now, really to entire to retire at any point between now and my actual retirement age. Uh, five million is all I would need. Right. If I to, to walk away right now. Um, and obviously as I get older, it gets closer to, to like two or three million or something, uh, based on the estimates with like inflation and stuff. But like that's, that's, I, I can't imagine needing more than that. It's, that's five million dollars is, uh, in an investment account is very easy, um, like ten thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and she even was telling me that she thought like ten million dollars wasn't enough. So we give them a little bit more, and I'm like, I'm like, okay. Well, think about this. What I want to do is I want to give like fifty million dollars to each parent. They don't need it, but fuck it, because they're just going to leave it to the kids anyways. Right. So like, if I give them each fifty million dollars, that drops me down to about two hundred and eighty million fucking dollars. If I give each sibling ten million fucking dollars, that's seventy million fucking dollars. So now I'm down to two ten. I can invest the rest. I can do. I had other plans. It wasn't just like you know, like putting that studios and giving money to family. Like I wanted, I wanted to create like a scholarship for like my school. Yeah, to send kids, you know, you know, do an annual scholar, you know, a scholarship for you know a kid or two to go to school or you know to help them out, not pay for the whole thing, but to help them out in a scholarship program. I wanted to open up some businesses, call it Sturbico, you know, and just have some. Yeah. Fucking small businesses underneath, like, you know, give back to my town, help maybe build up the town and shit like that. But at the same time, yeah, I want to be able to tell people I'm a fucking millionaire that I fucking, you know, I had, this is my shit. Yeah. You know, like, I, a nicer house. I don't need a mansion. There's no way in fucking hell I'd ever own a mansion. I don't need to. But a nicer, newer fucking house. Maybe a truck that doesn't have a check engine light on and fucking sputters once in a while. You know, like, I want to be able to enjoy myself. Right. And I mean, then, yeah. like, I would love a homestead with, like, <laughs> Yeah. You know, probably, you know, somewhere between eight and 20 bedrooms so that I can always host everybody at my house and, oh. and their families and stuff. And, you know, maybe have a guest house or something on the property. You know, be able to farm. Wyoming has plenty of fucking houses like that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I don't think we ever got to what you wanted, uh, to get the shit together. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, so anyway, so the DEA is, um, is, is basically stepping in. Basically, the DEA decides every year how much, uh, Adderall, for example, is allowed to be produced. Yeah. And the thing is, is that with the pandemic, a lot of people sitting at home with no structure for the first time realized that, like, they probably have ADHD. Um, and so they, they got diagnosed and they got their prescription and this was all done online and stuff. And, and so now there's these, these massive shortages of Adder, Adderall. There's massive shortages of all, all different kinds of stimulant ADHD medicine. Um, and then also there are certain non-stimulants that are also affected. I'm really lucky mine is not so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, a lot of them are, 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 they're, they're not producing enough. And they're not getting to pharmacies and people are unable to pick, get the prescriptions filled, basically. And then on top of that, because, uh, because it was a little bit from, from the perspective of people who, uh, think drugs should be restricted, um, 
they they basically were like, well, it's too it's too easy for people to get diagnosed with this. You know, you, you have to get in to see a person, see a doctor in person to be able to get the diagnosis. Um, whereas like everything pandemic, like even me, like I, I can't get to a doctor in person because there's a two year waiting list for this type of uh, diagnosis. Yeah. And it's a six month process. So we're talking two and a half years from now. I could finally uh, be diagnosed and, and get my prescription or which is what I did go online to a, a website like done or uh cerebral, which is being sued for being a little bit too lax. Um, or there's, there's a whole bunch of, of telehealth services now where you'll sit down with like a, a nurse practitioner or a doctor uh, of a different kind and they'll be like, uh, you know, they'll ask you some questions. They'll talk with you a little bit. They'll try and see like how your life is affected by not or, you know, or whatever. And they'll diagnose you via video phone and then just send your prescription to your local pharmacy, um, which on the one hand, maybe it's a little too lax. But on the other hand, you're not going to learn something in person uh, that you're not going to learn uh, answering questions on the video phone like it's. Yeah. You can see people's eyes. If they're going to lie on Zoom, they're going to lie in person, and you're going to be able to tell either way, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not only are these huge shortages, the, the DEA and the Biden administration are making it harder to get a diagnosis in the first place. And 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 the thing is with like – so like I get it with opioids, right? Um, it's 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 difficult to prove you're in pain whether you're in person or not. Um, but with the opioid crisis, I totally understand reducing, uh, making it a little bit harder to, to get opioids. But with ADHD, like the number of steps involved in, like, I got to talk to my doctor, get my, my general practitioner to, to agree that I probably have this disorder. Then she's going to refer me to a specialist. Then I got to meet with the specialist who's going to refer me to a psychiatrist who's going to, uh, um, officially diagnose me and send me back to the specialist who's going to send me back to my GP to finally get my fucking prescription, which I then have to go to the pharmacy to pick up. That's why it takes six months. For a person with ADHD, that is too many steps compared to uh, I got online, I signed my name up, I put my phone number in, I put my email in, I paid like $300, and I had an appointment the next day over mm-hmm. a phone call. And I, I filled out a survey. She went through the survey with me in person or like on, on the video call to like see if my answers matched. And like now it's, it's too much money. It would be cheaper if I could go through my regular healthcare provider. Yeah. Um, but like I pay a fee every month and I pay for my prescription every month and I just have it. It just shows up. It's awesome. Um, and that might not be an option for people going forward. And so, you know, to the, the DEA, to the Biden, Biden administration, to anybody who thinks like, um, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you think like po- like pores shouldn't have access to medicine or uh, it's like a like a weird pearl clutching, like nobody should have any drugs. Um, I, get your shit together. Yeah, we you look at like Portugal, who has completely decriminalized all drugs. Drug use drops off because when it's not uh, clandestine, it's not sexy. So kids don't get into it. And if kids don't get into it, like uh, adults don't either, you know, and if you can put it in a a safe place where people can like try it recreationally or whatever underneath doctor supervision, people don't get addicted. 
you know, and there's just there's so many benefits to just making things just um, legal or at least not criminalized. Mm-hmm. It's just nonsense to me. You know, I say make it legal, uh, make it uh, tax it. Maybe don't tax it like uh, at the rate that it's taxed in Illinois. Um, but, you know, tax it enough that you can, like, pay for schools with it, like they do in Colorado. Or yeah. uh, you can get a refund from the government because they they collected too much money, like happened in, in Alaska, Colorado, and Kentucky. Um, you know, collect, like – They collected too much money? Yeah, some states have a uh, have a limit on how much the government is allowed to tax every year. Oh, gotcha. And so, like, as a state government, they have to refund that to everybody, uh, whatever the, the surplus is. Um, it's like that would never happen in Illinois, right? If 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 Illinois yeah. had too much money, it would either go into the pension funds to cover the shortfalls that they stole from before, or it would go to like the uh, the slush fund that they use to make sure when governors are inevitably arrested, they can have a cushion <laughs> prison cell. So when you're when you're when you're talking about um, uh, the Biden administration. Uh, changing like who's able to get the meds or some shit there, who yeah. or changing the test to very Yeah, they want to they want to basically cut telehealth services. Okay. They I mean, like, it's, it's too easy to to have access to a doctor. They say so, like, and this is at the same time that that uh, rural hospitals around the country are shutting down. Um, some hospitals are like getting rid of their maternity wards because they don't make enough money for the hospital. Um, telehealth services are critical at this point in history. Um, and, and they basically want to get rid of them because like people shouldn't be able to have a doctor's appointment in their pajamas or whatever. Well, when you, when you say that, so this is how I picture it when you say that. Yeah. So there's a straight line going across the room. Everyone on one side lined up non ADHD. Uh huh. Everyone on the other side from the line back is ADHD, but is ranked based on how, uh, how much they're affected by ADHD. Which the lowest person is at the front of the line. Correct? Okay. Or they're standing, their toes are on the line going back to the worst case ADHD person. Sure. So the way you said it, I think they're taking that line and moving it. So the the few people who are closer to the line are now falling on the non-ADHD side. Right. That's That, I think, is the idea that they want to create. They, okay. they want to so make sure I, that so the I only people getting it right. are the people who, quote, unquote, really need it. Okay. So they're basically starting at the back end and working their way forward. Who Ideally. desperately needs it, and then they just keep going to – Maybe a percentage of like, hey, these guys still have ADHD, but they don't really need the medicine as bad as this group of people. So Ideally. this group of people gets it first. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 the world as they see it. But the problem is, is that if you if you're one of the the most uh, most affected cases, mm-hmm. you're never going to like you're you're not going to be able to call a doctor because it's it's such a struggle to even like put pants on. Yeah, I guess it is. I don't know. I, I don't know if I have ADHD or not, but I think it'd be really hard to really decide that without being evaluated. Right. I don't think there's a, which actually that's what I'm kind of doing as we're talking. Like, I don't think there's like an online test that you just take at home that ends up with like, congratulations, you're not ADHD. 
Yeah. There are, there are a few out there um, that I, I don't know if they say congratulations, you don't have it. Um, what they'll say I'm is like – they say congratulations, you do. Right. Well, a lot of them will say like – uh, you should consider talking to your doctor about the results of this test. You know, and that's when it's like, oh, yeah, maybe you have it. Hey, I found a one-minute test. Nice. Well, that's what I will say the, the one sketchy thing about the place that I got diagnosed at, uh, it was only like a minute. How can they decide in a minute if you have ADHD or not? Uh, you just you, – you answer like – I think it was like a, a a ten or fifteen question questionnaire, and so it, it's uh, the the length of the test is determined by how quickly you can read and click a agree strongly disagree. Attention deficit hyperactivity disorder is a common neurodevelopment condition that can affect how you think, process emotions, respond to your environment. Through ADHD is commonly diagnosed in children and teens, and it can diagnose in adults too. Not everyone has the same ADHD symptoms or experiences them in the same way. In some instances, symptoms may not be as intense, while you can also experience bad ADHD days for some reason. Oh, man. Hold on a second. So, simply answer the questions on how you have behaved and felt during the past six months. Take your time and <clears throat> Joey, I'm not gonna lie. I think I found our next uh, internet knows best test to take <laughs> next week. I'm in because and we'll find out how legit it is. Because you said you've been diagnosed with ADHD. Yeah, maybe my I, my score is better now that I've been medicated. Right? And I and I months. don't know if I am or not. So we'll see how this goes. Because I think there's other uh, I think there's other quizzes and stuff here. Uh, ADHD symptom quiz, anxiety symptoms, autism, bipolar. Uh, PTSD, psycho, psycho, psychopathy. God damn it. I don't know why I keep wanting to say psychopathy. Psychopathy. OCD, narcissism. Oh god, I want to take that narcissism test so bad. Is a narcissist in me to think that I'll ace that fucker? Oh, I don't know, maybe. Uh, I think we're gonna take a few of these fucking quizzes, man, because this would be, this is shit I want to know. I want to know if I have ADHD. I don't think I've ever had anxiety. I know I've been like, you know, depressed. But I don't know if I've had anxiety. And honestly, I thought that maybe a part of me, a small part of me, could have been autistic. Mm. Yeah, I guess am autistic. I guess this is not really something you grow out of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Bipolar. I think I used to have an issue with that. I don't know what borderline personality is. I don't really know. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel but, like every time I hear something about it, it's different than what I heard before. Yeah. Now, my only concern about what this website is, is that it's a .com and not a .edu. So. Mm. But uh, we're definitely going to be taking the ADHD test next week <clears throat> to uh, find out how we do. And uh, who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe I'll find a guest or something to come on with us and do it. Yeah, that sounds fun. I want to see the first question. How often do you have difficulty sustaining your attention while doing something at work, school, a hobby, or fun activity? Example, we may already lost focus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> e, what is EG? Uh, for example, I don't know what it stands for, but it I means know, for, for example. See, I, it's like a Latin I, phrase. Yeah, because I remember EX, example. Right. Uh, remain focused during lectures, lengthy oh. readings, and conversations. 
difficult to sustain your attention. Yeah, because we do bounce around a lot. Oh, shit, maybe I do have ADHD. Well, we'll find yeah. out next week. Listeners. The, uh, EG stands for, it's the Latin phrase, exempli gratia, which oh, means, for example. Could you Google when did they change EX to EG? Because I would love to hear that answer. Uh, interesting. So I actually, one of the things that popped up right away was people also ask, should I use EG or EX? And it says many people think that EX is an abbreviation for example and use it as such. They would be wrong. The correct abbreviation to use when citing the example is EG because EX is an abbreviation for exercise. Using it properly would require ta- talking about a school lesson or a part of a textbook. Yeah, so, so EX like, apparently means exercise, not example, which I didn't know. Does it give you does it give you an example of a sentence? With EX? Yeah. Like, learn about uh, American wars, EX, Revolutionary, Civil War, World War II, stuff like that? Yeah, please open your books to EX6. So oh, please, open your, please open your books to Exercise 6. Nah, they're fucking with me now. I yeah, I've never heard of this. I've always you know thought it was an example. <laughs> you know what? Uh, your, your wife's a teacher. Right? Well, used to be, or used is. Used to be, yeah. So she has a degree in teaching? Yeah. Bring her here. Can Can you get her to hear try. me and hear uh, you and Super? No. <laughs> <coughs> Damn it. Actually, if you give me a second, yes. But I she has her notification silence, so I can't text her. Okay. Well, we'll worry about the next time because we're, okay. we're kind of over time. So we'll keep that on the back burner for next week, too. If not, I'm going to try to find a fucking teacher we can bring on here. I don't know what, but... I'm sorry, I was never told, turn your page to exercise bot. No, they say chapter two. Right. All this fucking world we live in, I tell you. Joe, what are you freaking thinking about? What am I freaking thinking about? I am freaking thinking about... Um, uh, there's a show on Disney Plus that is a... Um, it's a It's a sequel to the old animated Clone Wars show. Um, yeah. called the Bad Batch, and it's about a group of the clone troopers who are um, they were they were gen- like genetically modified. Like one of them is stronger, and one of them is really good at at shooting stuff, and another one is really smart. Um, actually, it's probably very autistic, frankly. <laughs> um, uh, which I guess that you can't really say very versus not because that's not how it works. But uh, they they definitely have have autism um, or are autistic, <laughs> however that works. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, there's a bunch of other ones, but it's, it's a, it's a fun show. It's called The Bad Batch. Season two just came out, I think, in January. And, uh, the last couple of days, I have made my way through everything that's available so far. And I believe that it is a weekly release. So there, there should be a new episode at some point this week. And I, that's what I'm going to be watching until they are done with the season. So, uh, The Bad Batch on Disney Plus. Fantastic. Highly recommend. There was, uh, I actually, I, I did, I had a note down here that I was going to talk about Disney Plus on this uh, episode, talking about how they're increasing the price of the fucking uh, uh, streaming app to $110 a year. Are they really? Yeah. Wild. Yeah, and I thought that was kind of weird. I'm like, hold on a second. So 
when this thing came out in 2019, it was $70 a year, and they bragged about how it's to, it's cheaper than fucking uh, Netflix. Mm-hmm. But it's gone up by $40 in the three years it's been around. Wow. Well, and remember when when they first when you first signed up, uh, when they first released it, I should say, they had that like buy three years in advance and you can get it for three dollars a month. Mm-hmm. I did not know about that part. I yeah, I that's how uh, GCR got it at first. Wise man. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'll tell you what I'm uh, thinking about, Joe. Yeah. Since you asked so nicely. Oh, I thought I did. I'm sorry. I, no. I thought about asking you. I guess I did. <laughs> ah, it's fine. That's, a, that's the D in you. Uh, so uh, I've been doing a lot of um, uh, more things involving pro wrestling lately, uh, a lot because of the uh, the growth and popularity of – well, I mean, first off, I want to I wanna congratulate not only you but Nubby, uh, you guys co-hosting these shows with me. Because we have seen a, a, a substantial growth in viewership from both shows over the uh, over the past year, uh, so thank you guys for that. Um, one of the perks of having Nubby on uh, as a co-host for uh, Just Freaking Wrestling is it gets me more interaction with uh, other wrestling promotions and uh, and bookers and owners and stuff like that. And actually, uh, in uh, this month, I want to say is March twenty fifth a Sunday. Uh no, it's a Saturday. The twenty sixth should be the Sunday. So March twenty sixth, I believe it's should be should be March twenty sixth. Um, I'm actually going to be a host of a wrestling show in Richmond Park. Nice. Um, yeah, it's weird because it's gonna be, it's gonna be my first time ever legitimately inside a ring. Uh, doing promos and stuff at a uh, indie wrestling show. Like I'd been inside a ring and indie wrestling show once before, but it was just kind of like holding the title up with the champion at the end of uh, the main event. But uh, this is my first time where I'm going to be actually like, in the ring with a microphone, uh, being part of the show, and I'm really excited for that. And uh, I found out yesterday when I was recording the show that I was being uh, uh, invited by the company to do that. And I was like, absolutely, 100%, I'm on board. And I've just been thinking about it uh, all last night, most of today. Like, geez, how's it going to go? Like, what am I going to do? Uh, like, how am I going to be and stuff like that? So I've just been kind of uh, thinking about it. Because, I mean, obviously, you know, I do have a travesty character on JFW, and sometimes it kind of flows over here. We talked about that uh, on the live stream over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was telling you about that LIM group. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, apparently they're thinking about coming to that uh, that show in Richmond Park that I'm hosting, and I was like, God damn it, I'm gonna get booed because because <laughs> the, the the fans of the IPW show they don't really know who I am, so they don't know how they should react to me. But as soon as you get a couple people in the crowd booing me, they're just gonna kind of follow along. It's just how wrestling fans are for the most part; they're sheep. <laughs> if they don't know a guy, they kind of try to listen to what other people are fucking doing. And if they're booing, they'll boo. If they cheer, they'll clap and shit like that. So I'm like, God, this is. I'm excited for it. I'm happy for it. Uh, I think, like, and I know, I've, I know it's cliche because I've said it so many times between the two shows. But I think 2023 is a big year, not just for me, but I do believe for Freaknet Studios. Um, 
And uh, I, I, I got you and uh, and Nubby Turtle, Mike, however you want to call him, uh, to thank for that. And uh, I don't, I don't really know who's really involved in Freaknet Studios anymore because we've had a lot of uh, people come and go and removed and shit like that. But as soon as I find out who's still part of it and who's still involved. I would like us to get together for some kind of, uh, like maybe a barbecue or something like that. Oh, yeah, barbecue would be great. I think it'd be fun. You know, I think it'd be well-deserved. Uh, or we could even do a luncheon because apparently you and Nubby, uh, you know, you both, I don't want to say you guys live near each other. I'll have to remember where he lives and we'll have to find out how far he lives near you, but maybe I'll come up that way and we go grab lunch or something. Do our, uh, you know, go to our Hooters luncheon like we had that one, uh, board meeting at. Nice. Um, but yeah, no, I'm thinking about that, so I'm excited for that shit. So, uh, hey, Joe. Yeah. I week our listeners can catch Cartoon Joe here on this freaking show. But a week of Cartoon, but if an hour of Cartoon Joe just isn't enough, we're gonna go. If you need more Cartoon Joe, you can find me over at the Geekcast Live podcast at violentpress.com. You can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, and Twitter by searching Geekcast Live. Perfect. Guys, make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching This Freaking Show. And, of course, you can find our shows wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it be on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Podbean, just by searching This Freaking Show. Make sure you are checking out FreakNet Studios' YouTube channel, uh, where uh, me and Cartoon Joe will be uh, dropping uh, some videos here shortly as soon as we uh, figure out uh, what we want to do and uh, when we can do it. Uh, make sure you subscribe, hit the notification bell over there, and check out all the videos we have released so far, and keep an, keep an eye out for the ones that we have coming out in the future. Guys, that's all I got. As always, I am Travis Dick. And I'm Cartoon Joe. And thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out. <laughs>